Green Day fan over here. Shut up. I was getting Green Day. They put out a new single. I gotta say it's better than any of the new Blink songs. I was gonna say when we were talking it's about It's not the much Blink, better, but Yeah, that's a low bar. But when yeah. we were talking about Blink, I was like, I listened back to Warning. Uh, also, probably, I think on. A, I just listened to that song the other day, not the album, but just that song. The song's fine. The album's trash. Yeah, <laughs> the album's. See, I was gonna say the album's pretty good, but that song is. Eh. Oh. I like a couple of those songs on that. Castaway. Castaway. Uh, church on Sunday. Oh, Church on Sunday's great. Misery. Uh, I don't know if I remember that one. Uh, it's Macy's like, Day Parade, classic. Okay, Macy's Day Parade. I, I'll, I'll give you that. But that that album is a little too stripped down. Like it's so. Oh, I was gonna say it's a little too cute. It, a little bit that too, because it's like they're basically like, "Look at us. We don't need distortion. Look at us." everybody welcome to pursuing pixels my name is kevin portelli and i'm here tonight with john hines hey there and once again it's just the two of us uh we're recording on a thursday night here i feel like we're back to our old uh old ways here but uh mm-hmm. yeah doing a little double tonight we're stockpiling up stockpiling up a couple episodes for the uh holiday season and whatnot just so we have a little more flexibility with our uh, recording schedules and we're like hey we've been playing quite a few games here so let's chat some uh some double duty on the games tonight randall will be joining us soon here um, for some more chit chat and whatnot, but, uh, speaking of, uh, just some, uh, gaming we've done lately, I know actually just last night, part of the reason we're recording on Thursday instead of Wednesday, um, is cause we got together with our bandmates from, uh, you know, back when we were all living in Chicago, we've, uh, kind of parted and split ways across the country now at this point. So it's been a little while since we've got a, got a gaming session together. And I will say we finally like my Xbox was causing me some issues. I was having, I was going to try to like update overwatch. That's what we've played the last couple sessions. And I think I've talked about, uh, on previous times that we've talked about it on the podcast. Like one of my gripes with playing that when we sync up for like an online gaming session, hangout is that we don't really hang out that much. We're like talking about strategies and talking about, you know, where X, we need y, to be Z. on the map, who's taking care of what. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And and not that we're like overly serious about it or anything, but it's just like, we there's enough going on at any given time. And it's like, we kind of want to win. We're competitive enough mm-hmm. um, that we want to make that happen. So last night we got together and like fired up some fall guys. And I will say like, apart from like having like a few issues getting connected on the front end that kind of hindered the, getting connected but i feel like that also kind of kick-started the like hey we're just kind of talking and hanging like mikey was struggling to get connected on his pc version and then we played a few rounds with just the three of us you uh me you and glenn and then just like, got once mikey joined in, right after another we're like you know what yeah stakes are gone we're not gonna win tonight we're just hanging out and talking yeah mikey joined in it's like we played a few more and i it was even funny i know at one point you were like i wonder if they optimize this game a little better for switch now because it's been a little while <laughs> since we no, played it been- last and it's like no i think they well I, I guess I will say like the sm- like my gameplay felt pretty smooth. Like it wasn't as choppy. I do remember there being kind of like skipped frames almost when like for me when I was playing, mm-hmm. but it did almost feel like the other players were like that frame rate was like maybe chopped in half mm-hmm. or oh, third, yeah, no, like all the other like I remember 98 players or whatever. It. Yeah, where it's like, oh, there are, you can see that there are other players on there, but they are limited to two frames per They're animation. They're in stop motion animation like to the extreme. Yeah. 
Um, and one thing I'll say too, like being that it's been so long, I was really expecting there to be like a ton of new events and games and whatever. And again, I know this is a free to play game. I don't keep up with everything that's going on and how this game works and whatnot, but it was like, even the games that were new felt very old hat. Like it's just like, yeah. okay, this is another global guts, you know, climb the top of the tower who gets there first. There's a Sonic themed level. That's like, I, that one was kind of fun. It was like interesting. In the novelty but... of it, but it's like, yeah, if you do it five more times, how fun is that actually going to be? Right. Um, even that like kind of slip and slide level with like the slime and like mm. those, whatever, that was probably the most fun new thing. But at the same time, like with all this weird, like jittery stop motion characters flying around you, like it was kind of jarring at the same time. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I was I was definitely glad we got together for another gaming session, but I'm curious to what we'll end up playing next time because I don't think it sounded like any of us were like, let's play more Fall Guys yeah. next time we uh, get together. But uh, I guess well, real quick too, while we're on the multiplayer topic, I am looking forward to uh, they just released that final batch of Mario Kart 8 uh, DLC, uh, which I think they added some new playable characters, but also the main thing, mm. eight new tracks. So that kind of rounds out. I think there's 96 tracks, if I'm not mistaken. Good God. And uh, my buddy's back home uh, here in Michigan. Or we're planning on getting together and doing like an all day 96 track like event and, you know, seeing <laughs> seeing who ends up at the uh, top of the line or top of the charts. So I've been doing a little better the last couple times we played. Nowhere near coming in first or anything like that, but I haven't come in last. So Hey. There is part of me that's like, hey, Kamek's doing me well. I'm just going to ride it home. We'll have eight new courses that we haven't played yet. So, and uh, you say that you're always, you know, at the, you've got all of your friends who are so much better than you. And then you come and play with us back at home or, you know, when we're online and you just mop the floor with us. <laughs> so you're I'm getting that practice in, man. Yeah. You're getting the reps and you're doing fine. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, I guess I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to that, but we can move on from there and just talk about some uh, some retro stuff here, John. I know you've been firing up, and I've been talking about even on Save It for the Castle, I've been talking about a lot of like the Nintendo Switch Online retro stuff, and I know you've been firing up some uh, NES stuff, if I'm not mistaken. SNES. Or are you playing? Are you oh, okay? I wasn't sure if you were playing Earthbound Beginnings, which no. they added to like the the NES version, which I think is that's Mother, correct? If I'm not mistaken. Correct, and Earthbound is Mother too. Uh, okay. So yes, I've been I've been playing Earthbound for God knows how many times. I've played the the opening I don't know five hours of Earthbound maybe ten times at this point on various systems on the Super Nintendo uh, Mini. I had a file on that. Uh, uh, various okay. emulations Forgot over about the those years. Mini yeah, but uh, I'm doing it yet again on the. Uh, nintendo switch online and, and you've never played beyond that like five hour mark this isn't a game you've like completed before nope. and then played just chunks of okay because that, that's funny that's how i am with this game and with chrono trigger I've, i haven't played five hours but i probably put like an hour into each of these games yep and never like played beyond that and they're always like i need to play those basically every rpg that came out on the super nintendo is yeah. one that i've played a lot of the openings of and then never beat and but i i have no idea if i'll actually see this one through but it is interesting to go back to it especially since i have kind of a history with the beginnings but i still don't have either a nostalgia or that muscle memory or stuff built in from having played it a lot even though i 
technically have played this game a lot, but I don't have a lot of it memorized like I do on some of the other games and like the Switch Online that I go back to. And it's yeah. like, yeah, Breath of uh, Fire 2, I know uh, so much like the back of my hand because I played a ton of that and I beat that game. Eh, did I beat that game or did I just get to the final boss? Uh, hard to say. Um, <laughs> I, I like 99%ed that game where I unlocked yeah. everything and then I probably stopped at the final boss in the final dungeon. But uh, Earthbound is one where as I'm playing it, I'm like, I don't remember. Do I meet Paula first? Do I meet Jeff first? I don't remember which bosses have what weaknesses. So it is still kind of a new game to me, even though I've played it a lot. And yeah. as I'm playing it, I'm running into, you know, the limitations of an RPG of that era. And you know, I've played all random battles and all that stuff. Yeah. But it, it's kind of nice because Earthbound has at least the overworld random battles where you see the enemies in the overworld. And you can, oh, you do? Yeah. It's, oh, it's man, great. it's been so long since I played that game. I, I thought they were totally random because I know that's one thing I liked about Chrono Trigger, that they're not random. Like, again, same thing. You can see them on the overworld. I didn't realize that was the same in Earthbound. Well, man, at least it's been a long time. But at least with Chrono Trigger, also you have the... Uh, the battles themselves like take place in the world map as well. So it just kind of yeah. like starts a battle in that, but right yeah. there in the setting, it's a little more immersive. This like kind of has that like disjointed, like first person, like weird to me. I, I've never it's been a fan weird. of that, like aesthetic with like the weird, like trippy, like so much visuals in the background. Weird. Like it's, it's just a very strange game in general. Like I remember playing a lot more of, whatever fan translation of mother three on an emulator, which is very weird. Yeah. Cause I don't think that that's a more accessible game or anything in terms of how yeah, I've, I've never played any of that. I downloaded it at some point, like the translated version as well. And like had it on my like cyclo DS evolution cart on my DS that I had all my like ROMs on and stuff, but never really fired up for more than a quick second other than to like admire, like, man, this game looks great on game boy advance. Yeah. I think, and I would love to see that come over to the Game Boy Advance like service. They've done a great job with like bringing over some of these imports, but yeah. I know that translation work is a as a heavy load. I mean, I know there's fan translations out there, obviously, but yeah, that's Mother a lot Three, of extra I work. have a lot of affection for just because it's it is such an interesting game and and it, you know, and it has like some rhythm gameplay, right, to like the battles or something like that. Or am I thinking might. of a different game? Honestly, I can't remember. But yeah, mostly I'm just, you know, playing games that I've never really beaten and have the opportunity to now that I have the access to them on the Switch Online service. And maybe I'll see this one through. Maybe I won't. But it's it's still nice to at least have it and then have a kind of convenient way to play them in that. Like, I don't know, the playing the NES games I think is a lot easier with save states and rewinding and stuff that it's nice yeah. to have but also have it on a system that I can play on the television as opposed to setting up whatever ROMs I have and it's nice it's I don't know it's, yeah it's a fun experience there's a certain convenience to the those like switch online service games or whatever where it's just like even I find myself firing up games that I probably wouldn't like if I had to actually like blow in the cartridge of my NES oh, and yeah. like try to, you know, finick around with it and get it to work like probably wouldn't be playing Clue Clue Land. But the yeah. fact that I can just fire it up on my switch and get it going, 
And I will say, though, that it does. I don't think I have Clue Clue Land in my collection because I was like, oh, it's just one of those like super old retro arcade NES games that I don't need in my collection. Like those black label, like really early 80s game or not mm-hmm. early 80s, but late 80s, but early NES games. But then now that I've played it and had some fun with it, I'm like, maybe, you know, that one doesn't <laughs> go for top, top dollar. Maybe I do need to add that physical copy to my collection. Mm-hmm. So. It is interesting in that gar- that regard, and actually, it's funny, uh, the perfect transition here, because I've actually been playing, uh, I mentioned on a Save It for the Cast recently, that I've been playing some of like the Nintendo Switch Online stuff, and particularly some of the NES stuff, and that they added some import stuff. I was playing some Devil World, which is the uh, another game from Shigeru Miyamoto, um, and originally just thought of it as like, oh, it's like a Pac-Man clone. It's got a little more to it than that, mm-hmm. uh, which I've really been enjoying, but they added uh, recently along with that. Uh, they added a new rendition. I think I've pronounced this wrong on the podcast, but I saw like a video recently. I think it's Ninja Yaya Maru. Okay. I think I've said Jaja Maru in the past, but um, there's like a remake of this game or like kind of similar. I've, I've mentioned it again. I think I mentioned it on a recent saver for the cast. Like we've talked about those wild guns, uh, Pocky and Rocky, and then the Ninja Saviors or Ninja Warriors, like remakes slash reimaginings. Mm-hmm. And uh this is published by the same publisher in in games. And then it does have city connection. I don't know if they're the developer. That's like an old retro arcade game, but like that's the like publisher developer. I don't know. They have some connection to all of these games. Um, and I was a little bit like after firing up the Ninja Yaya Maro on the NES online, I was like, okay, this game is like, I get what it's trying to do, but it's like that really retro jank mm-hmm. stiff, like 8-bit, it's like NES, but it almost feels like an Atari game. Like, it didn't really grab my attention. Like, I was like, I get, like, I love the art of, like, the the box art, essentially, or, like, the thumbnail art for the game, mm-hmm. um, especially on, like, the Famicom cartridge, which is the only system that it came out on. But uh, they released it. It's been in my wish list on my Amazon cart for, like, the longest time. This, like, it's called, uh, let's see, what is it here? It's Ninja Yaya Maru, The Great Yokai Battle Plus Hell. Yeah. Whatever that means. And then it also comes hell. with, yeah, I think that's like just some kind of like DLC-ish thing. Mm-hmm. I don't really know. And then it also comes with like a full separate like five games. So it has like the original Ninja Yaya Maru on NES, the two sequels to that on NES, like a Game Boy game, and I think a Super Nintendo game as well. If I'm not mistaken, I don't know which of those had made it to the West before or not, but uh yeah, again, like the playing it, it had never fully grabbed my attention playing like the Switch Online version and the, the original retro version. But knowing that there was like this reimagining remake out there, I was like, ah, it looks kind of cool, but it didn't look like it was up to the snuff of like those wild guns and the like it didn't look Not like as it was remade. remade with that same level of yeah. love. But those games were all Super Nintendo games. And this was like an NES or like really eight bit game where all those other ones were 16-bit or even like pushing 32-bit almost if like with Ninja Saviors. I don't remember if that was an arcade game or not, but like definitely was like pushing the boundaries and really some like lovely pixel art. So just seeing this game in action, like it has like moments where like the sprites are like huge on the screen and it's like almost like it looks so janky when you just see it in motion. But when you're actually the one playing the game, it's like this really frantic, like I don't know, it's hitting all the right marks. It actually, I noticed it was on, I had $10 worth of Amazon points, like on my credit card or whatever, uh, with my Amazon card. And then the game's normally $30 for a physical copy, but it was down to 17 bucks. So I was like, well, if I only have to pull $7 of my real money out to <laughs> buy this game, 
I think I can finally pull the trigger on this. And if it doesn't hit the mark, whatever. Yeah. Um, and I will say I fired up all the retro games. None of those are really hitting the mark. I mean, they're interesting in, in and of their own right just to play them and, and see what they're all about, especially because a lot of them never did come over here to North America mm-hmm. uh, to the best of my knowledge. But I will say playing this like great yokai battle version. Oh, my God. It's so fun. Nice. And it has a two player mode that I could definitely see myself like either Randall and I or just like anytime you just like, hey, let's have some drinks and like rip through some of these levels. It's a little simplistic is like the only gripe I would level at it. But like all the rigidness and stiffness that I was worried about, like, well, if that's how the original game feels, if they're going to kind of emulate that and from the videos I'd seen in the trailers and whatever, it looked like it was looking for that. But like it's like modernized that feeling just enough. It still has that floaty, rigid retro feel, but it's like fine tuned it and modernized it just enough to where it feels smooth and fun. And there's like all these different playable characters where they all have just like slightly different, like health and slightly different power to their attacks and slightly different, like weight methods of attack. And you can play as all the different enemies and you're just almost like, it's not a roguelike, but you are kind of grinding and like getting coins and just unlocking stuff. And like basically like running through this slot machine of like unlocking new goodies and, it's just something about the presentation is like so gaudy and over the top, but so hitting the mark. Like it does have that level of love that I was worried it didn't have or that it wouldn't have that like wild guns and all those other games have had. And it definitely has that level. I don't, again, I don't know if this is fully the same team involved, but it, it fits it. Like I'm adding it. It's not a trilogy anymore. This is like a quadrilogy collection of Mm -hmm. reimagined retro games. And I'm, I'm loving it. You couldn't have done a better transition into my <laughs> game. Just like every single thing that you basically just said is heck yeah, almost word for word what I would say about the game that I'm bringing really tonight, which is Risk of Rain Returns. Which and I'm was, pumped to hear about this because I totally kind of forgot that they were even making this. And I didn't like, even know. And then you were they like, were I've been playing this and I. Yeah, yeah. Like I, someone in our discord posted about it and I didn't know that it was happening because I remember, uh, there was a point in time where Gearbox either bought the IP acquired Hopo games or something. And that was not necessarily me being like, oh, well the risk of rain series is dead or whatever, but it was something where I was like, ah, I'm, I'm, you know, not as invested in necessarily the development cycle of everything that's happening. If you know, right. I'll be curious what Hopu does next, but like, I don't know what's going to happen with the risk of rains. We'll see. Yeah. Right. And I think that this is still mostly developed by Hopu games. Like, I think that uh, it, this is it is still developed, co-developed or released by uh, both Gearbox and Hopu. But like this one, I still think that they had a uh, pretty big hand in the development of. But what it is, is a reimagining and a kind of remake of the original Risk of Rain, which was a yeah. really fun, really great 2D shooter and then uh, or platformer shooter roguelike roguelike shooter a little bit of like a looter shooter kind of like in some regards like it's 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 a weird game because it's like it's so it's it's a platformer but there's not like a focus on platforming like you're running and jumping but there's like there's no like you don't really need to be good at platforming for the game or anything like that 
And but you're it's, just it's an acquiring game. items that break the physics or break the things. So you break have the game, basically break the game, you know, like yeah, overpower and, you in some regard and just lean into oh, those like, yeah, it's stuff. That's kind of part of uh, explicitly part of the game is getting these mm-hmm. power ups that either completely warp a certain aspect of how you play. And so that changes how you approach the run. And yeah. the original game I played on keyboard or, yeah, just keyboard. So like it was Z, X, C, and V for your four attacks, and then the arrow keys to move and space bar to jump. So it was a really kind of esoteric, at least for me, like control scheme that I wasn't really used to. Where those main those four main attacks are all on cooldowns based on what character you play as. And yeah. I remember when Risk of Rain two came out, which I have been on record on this podcast as saying it's a masterpiece in one of my favorite games that yeah it's so much fun oh but like that so risk of rain 2 was a translation of the mechanics of one into 3d and i think is just so impressive to maintain that feeling and that level of managing your cooldowns of those attacks and like navigating and exploring and but the pressure of, oh, here are hordes of enemies as you're trying to find the teleporter or maintain, like, getting power-ups and money and stuff, like, all on these runs, and it's still very brutal and punishing. The, yeah, the fact that they were able to emulate that same level of pressure with, mm-hmm. like, a full-blown 3D environment as opposed to, like, the a 2D environment. I don't know. The way they were able to kind of translate that game into 3D, again, I know we talked about this before, too, I'm sure, but it's it's beyond impressive to where, to the point where I was like, I wonder why they're making this Risk of yeah. Rain Returns. Like, it was kind of like out of nowhere it's like either why are you not making risk of rain three not not that that needs to exist or anything but it's just like what is the point like what it what was missing from one that it like needed a remake and that's why i was curious about it because it it, even visually or or whatever again i haven't seen it too much in action but the trailers like it doesn't look like it's a huge visual overhaul or you know there's nothing too much that looks different at a glance at least it is um just i saying it i so i when you beat the game and you see the credits it has the sprite comparison of every enemy like right next to each other from the original to returns and it's incredible like i think okay uh, i i love so much of risk of rain returns and like part of it is just a we had a little bit of this conversation off how like a thing that I kind of feel is missing from a lot of indie game development that is not necessarily it's it's kind of difficult to emulate in the environment that we live in now uh, where before when there were such massive differences between console generations where if yeah. you developed a game for the NES and then developed a game for the Super Nintendo like there was all, so much different mechanically that you had to kind of reimagine what your game was if you were making a sequel between those two or like making a series where you're like all right how do we translate what makes this game this game into a next generation of consoles? And you don't really get that in a lot of games. I can't really think of many 
games that even have series like between different like PC generations or anything console generations in uh, the indie game sphere like Rogue Legacy 2 is kind of one of the few that I can think of where even then like it doesn't necessarily change the mechanics of the game so much you're not really yeah, just, just like a beefed up version of number one with like everything that that they wish they could have done in the first one then exactly like if, if they had the skill they had when they made that when they made two when they made one it probably all the stuff would have been in that game probably you know and let alone obviously you need to have the experience of making the first game to come up with the new ideas for two and whatever. But, and that's a thing that I love. I love when a developer gets more experience. It's another shot. Yeah. It's another shot at, at what they already made, even if it, whether it was good or, or not, you know, and even like up to its full potential. Yeah. Also the idea or like conception that, Oh, you're always improving. It's like, no, maybe you'll just make something different. Like we were talking about the differences between anodyne and anodyne two. Like they're not necessarily like, Oh, one's a better game than the other. They're just doing different things because the people who are developing the game are able to do different things or they want to prioritize a different thing between titles. So anyway, yeah, all, yeah. all of that is to say that, you know, <laughs> going back to Risk of Rain Returns, it was a game that I was not following the development of and really wasn't even focusing on. And But I saw that it came out and I was like, all right, I'll get that because I'm, like, oh, it's got a 15 percent discount. Or yeah, 10%. I saw that it was discounted yeah. on like launch. I was like, oh, that's enough. I almost bought it myself. Yeah. And having loved the original and loved two. I booted it up with sight unseen without any knowledge and right off the bat, it has a couple, I think I actually booted up the original one first before I even played returns because okay. I wanted to just kind of get a refresher on the 2d like ha- like mechanics because I had been playing two nonstop. Like at the only risk of rain I had played for so long was just two And I hadn't played the original in so long. So I booted that back up, played that, played a a run of that and died really quickly because I was so bad at it. And when I went to Returns, they have a bunch of customization options where there are so many new items that two added to the series and you are given Ooh. the uh, ability to add in some new mechanics, some new items, uh, new stages that they've made for returns that weren't in the original. Ooh, you can play okay. it. You can play it with the original rule set, or you can play it with a new rule set, or you can play it as a custom with a combination between the two. And like I've the been stuff you like. Yeah. Nicks out the stuff you don't like. Yeah, that's awesome. It's so good. And then there are additional things like uh, they have the uh, three difficulty levels are Drizzle, Rainstorm and Monsoon that that's been Mm -hmm. consistent through all three games. And that like affects enemy health, enemy spawn rates, as well as the speed in which the difficulty increases, because the thing that's maintained consistent throughout the games is the longer that you spend playing the game the more difficult it gets so there's always a pressure to continue moving forward or to explore as efficiently as possible to like kill enemies as efficiently as possible if you are spending too long doing any one thing you are just making the game more difficult so there's always this pressure to keep moving keep doing things and like i think that's such a great way to (laughs) do difficulty in a road again 
yeah, that tug of war again. And I, I really think that this game, I, I'm assuming you've played mostly solo here, right? Yes. Okay, because I, I remember playing specifically the original. I know we've done some co-op uh, like online sessions with, with uh, Risk of Rain 2, mm-hmm. but particularly with the original Risk of Rain, DJ and I used to play that quite a bit co-op together. And like I know I've talked about quite a few times, like DJ and I are very different gamers. <laughs> like we, we both like to go for 100% in certain situations, but it just seemed like with this game, like I was always like, let's move. Like we, like DJ was like, we need to comb and get every last thing we can get where I'm like, we need to just move and keep like, you know, keep the difficulty as low as possible and, and keep the moving optimal forward. player. DJ's wrong. <laughs> but no, I think, I think that like with the multiplayer side of things with this game, and I don't know if Risk of Rain returns, I'm assuming it's got online multiplayer. Yep. I believe um, so. So that kind of has me tempted to just scoop this up as well. Cause I think it, again, too, it's like, a game that they probably could have easily charged 20 or even 25 bucks for because that's just what games go for these days. And I think it's only like 15 bucks. So, yeah, but that makes I, it a little more enticing, especially when you get that launch discount. It's like, oh, 10 or 12 bucks. Like, I might as well scoop this up. I already like the original and the sequel. So, yeah, but just the way that they are able to they were able to translate the mechanics of one into two and then different gameplay mechanics of two back into into one one. it's almost you know it's incredible i love seeing a series of indie development like i really want more indie developers to either make game make the same game on different things like we've seen a couple like pico 8 d makes or other d makes or makes from certain developers but i really wish it was a thing where we don't really have the option like if you make a, an indie game for consoles, it can pretty much just be made in an engine and then ported across all consoles. Like even between like you can get the same thing from that was developed for a Wii game that now can be played on a switch. And so that's like right, three right. generations of consoles that you don't really need to have. There's, there's no reason to really make anything in a different engine, but I think in the way that, I, we I always make the comparison of video games to music, but that's how my brain works because music yeah. is the medium that I work creatively in. But the idea of like creating the same song in a different genre or with different instrumentation, like what yeah. are the core yeah, yeah. things that makes a piece of music that piece of music? Like what are the core gameplay things that make a game a game? And then translating that into different iterations, I think is fascinating. Yeah. What makes something a risk of rain game? You know, at this this point, now that there's three releases in the franchise, it's like what, you know, again, I kind of thought risk of rain returns was truly just like, Hey, if you, if you don't own risk of rain one, here's a better version of that. And now that I'm like, eh, even, even it's its own thing. Yeah, I'm like, if you and I play online once, or especially if we can round up a couple more peeps, like, that's worth it to me right there, so. Yeah. Oh, I'm yeah. And I, I'm a little bummed that I, I played it at the tail end of 2023, because I think I'm going to, it's going to be a sleeper hit on my 2023 game of the year, whatever, uh, as opposed if I had waited just a little bit longer and played it in 2024, but it's it's been a good year for games, man. Yeah, this is definitely a year that I'm going to have to kind of go back and like look through things more than in the past, because like I I feel like 
I've played a ton of games, obviously, but I've I've had such like little bursts of like, OK, I'm gaming, trying to do a few streams here and there. I, I just haven't fully gotten into my groove with that stuff. So like the games that have stuck with me the most, I'm, I'm curious what it, what those games are going to be when I actually look back and like kind of think about it a little bit. Mm-hmm. But uh, but yeah, I don't know. I feel like we can pretty much leave it there. I'm guessing you're probably going to be playing some more Risk of Rain. And honestly, yeah, again, e- even if yeah. it's not. Even if that uh, launch discount is gone, I'm like, for 15 bucks, I might snag this game right now. If, if me, you, and Randall or or me, you, and the boss fight guys can, like, commit to playing an online session one time, I'll buy this game. Yeah. So. Um, I think it's worth it. But then again, I'll play Risk of Rain 2 anytime. Like, I'm always like, again, we got to get Mikey on that Nintendo Switch online service because, yep. like, we could play Risk of Rain. Although that has crossplay too, so. And I think he has it on PC. Steam Whatever. or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm sure he doesn't have it on Switch, so. <laughs> <laughs> you, If you have the option, do not get Risk of Rain 2 on Switch. Get it on a yeah. system that can pl- properly that can play it. a little it. more effectively. Not that Switch, I mean, it, it gets the job done. Oh, yeah. I can definitely feel like it would run better on any other platform. If you're yeah. playing on Monsoon, uh, the uh, t- as soon as you get a horde Forget of it. enemies, that game does not have a frame rate. Yeah. <laughs> stop mode. Back to that stop motion fall, guys. Yeah. territory but uh <laughs> but yeah i think we can uh pretty much leave it there for this week on the uh video games chit chat and pre- i was gonna say pretty much there for this year this this episode might be coming out in 2024 i'm not sure at this point but uh but yeah all sorts of good video game stuff and uh i think we can leave it there at this point so yeah as always you can find us on the internet at pursuingpixels.com Just look us up at Pursuing Pixels. We're pretty much everywhere on the internet. And otherwise, uh, we'll catch you next week. And until then, take care. Bye. And I also didn't have, like, much time or any time, really, to practice. So I was, like, today, all I went was, like, all right, can I do this again? And I just started, I started doing it. It's like, yeah, I'm good. I had an idea in my head is like, I'm going to try to do this. And then I started doing this. I was like, if I did this in front of people, it would be miserable. So I was like, all right, let's have some structure. Let's start to like plan this out beforehand because no, you're not good enough to be like, I'm going to start from silence and I'm going to build it up into something interesting. I was like, no, it's going to be five minutes of, bad noise before anything good happens <laughs> yeah i need a template or something to work off of mm-hmm. yeah at least have it be in tune first mm-hmm. got a flashback to your wedding man <laughs> that opening well that's the only thing that like i found out after the fact where like that specific synthesizer needs to warm up and that was the oh i don't know if i knew it, that i thought if it if you power it when you power it on it needs to warm up to be to get in tune ah because i remember glenn thought he like tweaked like a setting or something that triggered it yeah but also ah. again nobody cares and also it's kind of like a fun laugh yeah. like I, at least that's my mindset i know everybody's different some people are like this is a tragedy you ruined my wedding like yeah, to me no. i'm just like that's just a funny laugh to have with my friends that for a thing that happened in our wedding you know yeah absolutely. nobody could even hear it really and i'm sure if anybody did they were just like 
What the fuck? What's that? What, what is that? <laughs> what song are they playing? What the fuck? Uh, two of them are playing. <laughs> this must be the place. Sort of, and the third familiar, but man, <laughs> what are they doing here? Is a car backing up? <laughs> this is an <laughs> into the venue, <laughs> but this in the rhythm to the song. <laughs> That is what a satisfying feeling when like your turn signal is just like clicking to the mm. rhythm of the song. You're just like, let's go. <laughs> Today's a good day. Today's a good day. All right. <laughs>